Hi everyone, welcome to this week's Padilla in the Know. I am so excited to have Taylor Hi. here. So Taylor and I used to work together at E, and we have just been friends ever since. She's just the best. You're the best. So Taylor was an amazing style editor, that was how we met, mm-hmm. but she has done a ton of PR, and actually started out in food PR, yeah. and is a tastemaker and an influencer, and the most like dialed in and in the scene lady I know. So we're just so excited to have you. Yeah, thank you for joining for us. Having me. And I mean, you've truly done so much, and you've accomplished so many things in your career. It's so great. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> thank you. Um, but tell us a little bit about what you've done and your history, and then also sure. what you're up to now. Sure. Yeah. So I started. I've been in the industry here in LA for like ten years almost, which is crazy. Um, and I started as a right out of college. I was a personal assistant to a celebrity. I worked in food PR. Um, which was really fun, and I did. From that, I really enjoyed like the editorial side. So then I transitioned yeah. to be an editor, um, and I started at ES, like you said, a style editor, and that was kind of my first foray into the fashion and beauty world. So, and I was there for four years, and now I've broken off and done. I'm starting to do freelance. Love it. Yeah. So exciting. So you are truly a tastemaker in every sense of the word. Can you share with our audience a little bit about what is a tastemaker and then how do you become one? Sure. Yeah. Do you go to school? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, don't go to school just to figure that out. I wish you, I wish you could I do know. that. <laughs> okay. um, I think, you know, I've worked, I've had the opportunity to work for and with a lot of different brands. And I think what I've noticed as I've, you know, been in this industry year after year is that Tastemakers are, they come in all shapes and sizes. There's not, I think a lot of people have like a really narrow view of what a tastemaker is and what it takes to be one. But really it's just, uh, it's just really an extension of whatever you're, as whether it's an individual or a brand of who you are. And so I think being, to me, like being authentic in what your messaging is, whether it's like a person, like I'm getting fit for the for summer and I'm, yeah. and I'm like going to share that journey or whether yeah. it's a, it's a smoothie company and like you're really passionate about the ingredients in it, just knowing whatever that, whatever your brand messaging is, like getting really clear on that and having like a passionate backing to it. Yeah. That's what yeah. I think drives that forward. Do you think there's a difference in a tastemaker and an influencer? I, if you, I mean, that's a tough question. I honestly, when I hear the word influencer, I, I, I don't think of it necessarily positively because I think, I forget what the interview was, but there was someone that said, I think it was, it was a big like finding that a lot of, if you ask like the younger generation, like elementary, middle school kids, what they want to be when they grow up. Uh, like the top answer was like YouTube YouTuber or influencer. Oh, wow. but so the thing the thing is is like I think what influencer is is becoming more of like of I'm famous and I'm I have a platform and I'm talking. Yeah. I think tastemaker is probably like what I want to see it go towards. Yeah. Which is really just like whatever your skill set it's like I want things to be skill oriented. So like whatever your skill set is or like your passion yeah. is that's what you should be sharing. Like your your brand should again should be an extension of what you are and yeah. not just like I have a platform I'm gonna talk. Right. Yeah, it's actually rooted in what you're passionate yeah. about, what you're knowledgeable yeah. about, what you're learning about on your own time. Totally. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. And that's so taste taste maker for the win. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Taste maker for the win for sure. So how important is authenticity in content creation? I mean, I think it's truly really important because I think if you're sharing content of any kind, 
you want people to have there we want to be a, there to be a takeaway from what you're sharing and so I think the more rooted you are in what you're doing the more you have to share and like and it, it's always great when someone actually knows what they're talking about totally <laughs> yeah and isn't just regurgitating something that they read online yeah. or something that they heard at a conference totally. but actually knows a little bit about yes it. and I think that people, the audiences read that so I think like that's truly key to having a successful business totally yeah absolutely so trends are a part of the space yeah you, you kind of can't get around you it really like can't. it's yeah. just a thing whether it's in fashion food whatever Beauty, yeah, any of it. yeah so how do you balance being on trend identifying what those trends are and bringing some of that into your brand but also staying authentic mm-hmm. to your brand and what makes you you yeah I think the thing is, is like, there's no, there are no rules when it comes to branding or content. And that's what's exciting about the space of any kind. Um, and I think part of it is if there's something that speaks to you that is a trend, try it, throw it into your space, see if it works and like refine down from there if it doesn't. Yeah. So like let your, whether it's your influencer or a brand, like let your following come with you on that journey and like yes. as you as you figure out what's happened because you're not just gonna know right like, no you're totally. not just gonna know and I think that's actually a really good point is that you can't be afraid to try things out you really and I can. think the wonderful thing about the digital space at large is it's a wonderful playground it's cool you know so it's it's great to you know wear a different color or maybe try to shoot something in totally. a different vibe or a different yeah. light and test it out and give it two or three times. Maybe like the first time, maybe it doesn't take, but the second or third, yeah. it does. Yeah. And if by like the third or fourth time it isn't taking, move on. Yeah. But don't feel bad about it. You don't yeah. have to beat yourself up. Like and it the, doesn't all need and to the be brands, perfect. The brands as a consumer that I'm most excited about are the ones that are like having fun with it and that yeah. aren't taking themselves like too seriously. No, totally. But, but staying true to what they're what they're right. branding. Yeah, I mean I think there's a way to balance messaging and what your brand is about at large yep. with having a little bit of fun. Yes. Showing a nod to something yeah. that's going on yeah. current. You know, and mm-hmm. like being a little bit of a nerd. Totally. If that's your thing. About, yeah, whatever. You know, be, like, and we're all nerds about something, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully we're not so bad at it. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> like, whatever, whatever the magazines tell me is what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. So, something that we were talking about off camera is yeah. that you're kind of seeing two different camps of tastemakers. And I'm using the word tastemakers sort of at large. Yeah. So, like, influencers, experts, tastemakers, brands, all brands, everything and dumped into this like royal wave. Yeah. So you're seeing kind of two camps emerge. So there's the camp that is more of a traditional influencer space where they're representing brands getting paid for that Mm -hmm. and saying what they're being dictated to say. And then there's sort of a more message-focused camp that isn't as concerned with, like, likes and, you know, repost and that kind of stuff and is really focused on the education of the messaging. I mean, I think when... I I think there's, like, the first camp that you're talking about is is kind of the OG camp of, like, before there was social media, before there were all these, like... There was all this access to re- the, the realness of it, yeah. And so I think brands before were a lot more polished, like yeah. campaigns were a lot more polished, yeah. And they were a lot more intentional, yeah. And I think there is like there is value in having that, totally. but I yeah. yeah. But I think uh, so that's like the first generation, and I think this new wave of of brands and influencing and all of this are really a little more like guerrilla style, a little more. Yeah. 
off, like I want I keep saying the word authentic but it's like I think that really is truly where my focus is on this totally yeah um, but they're they're a little more willing to be a little messy about what their branding is and trying things out and like and redirecting as they learn and letting their audience be like a part of that experience yeah and I think sort of to pull the curtain back on it a little bit a lot of these more polished more traditional campaigns that you and I have both worked yep. on are months and months and months in the making. It is an enormous push and there are a lot of people involved and there's a lot of refining that goes on. And I think this more guerrilla style is a lot faster. The pivot Mm -hmm. is a lot faster and there isn't this layer after layer after layer of refining and it doesn't mean that the content isn't thoughtful and it doesn't mean that the information isn't well researched it just means that they haven't made it Instagram perfect Mm -hmm. the way that content was looking up until maybe even a year ago and now we're seeing more of a trend and more of an emergence of people who are maybe only taking a hundred pictures instead of a thousand to get to the one that they want to build the content off of or maybe it's even ten instead of a yeah. You know, and just like not being afraid to put it out there with some unperfect edges and not the perfect makeup yeah, and not exactly. perfect hair. Yeah, and it's I think the more the more I'm around people that are doing this and in this space, it's they're, everyone's starting to feel this way about it. And I yeah. think you can see through something if it's not yeah totally. if, if it's not if it's if it's too thought out. Right. You no. don't need to be that thought out. Yeah, for sure. And I think you I think part of the engagement factor as a consumer is that you want to look at things through the filter of your own eyes Mm -hmm. and that you're looking to people to present something to you that has a little bit of rawness so that you can make a decision for yourself. You aren't necessarily married to their take or opinion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, on that same note, I think, like, having an opinion, like, not every single person is going to resonate with your brand or your messaging. And, like, real... And being so... Like, being so sure of what your stand like what your brand stance and messaging is is really the key I think so yeah. um because yeah it's like you have to be okay that not everyone's gonna get it not everyone's supposed to get it right and that's fine yeah and I think that's a natural evolution yeah space. yeah because I think for many years especially when you and I started creating content in this space it was about trying to be all things to all people yeah. and look perfect and make everyone happy and never step on anyone's toes and never yeah. have an opinion yeah and I think the evolution of it the natural evolution is and there's a place where it is okay to have an opinion. Yeah. It is okay if not every single person is thrilled with what you're doing. Yeah. That's okay. Because yep. there's something that's perfect for them yeah, out there. Exactly. You know? Like, Amen. Yeah. Amen. Room for everyone in the sandbox. Yeah, exactly. So if you were if you were the brand mm-hmm. and you were looking to partner with a tastemaker or an influencer, what would be really important to you? Like what would be yeah. markers that you would be looking for? Yeah. And make that decision. Yeah. So that you could pick the right person. Yeah. Kind of going off what you were saying before, I think making, like, picking partners, whatever the partnership is you're trying to form, picking partners that their brand messaging aligns with your brand messaging. Doesn't mean they have to be the same. It can be an extension, like, if you're a health brand, like, and I'm a gym, then the influencer maybe isn't someone that, like, lifts weights and is doing all their weightlifting. Maybe it's someone that has, like, a spun smoothie recipe every day, and, like, that's, and then you guys can collaborate on, you know, how to, what smoothie you should make for this workout or whatever. Yeah. So it should it, like it, it always needs to be like their message. They have the same 
core moral values and yeah. like messaging that you do. Yeah. But like, be creative about finding people outside of your direct space. Well, and I think that's actually a really great tip, and it's really insightful because you can have similar anchors yeah. in your content and in your brand and yeah. in your brand messaging. But the ability to partner with someone who isn't a copycat of what you do, yeah. what you're about, yeah. allows new people to find you. Yeah, and that's and it shouldn't. And it should, if you're paying someone to work with them, or you're in hopes that, like. You should both be getting something out of it, and so it should be a learning experience for both people involved yeah. and the audience. Like it's, yeah. it shouldn't be a regurgitation of what they're already getting from you. Totally, yeah. And I mean, I think that's part of what makes it interesting because there's just so much content. There's an unbelievable there's amount so of content. Much, yeah. So the part that draws you in is what's your takeaway? Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I think that's something that's so important that gets overlooked a lot, particularly with yeah. digital content, is having a takeaway. There has to be more than some girl in a bikini holding yeah. a, a drink. Yeah. The days of like really pretty glossy presentations are like, we still love that, but like those are kind of over. And I think it's, it, again, what Amy's saying, it's like more about let's learn something, let's teach, let's give back by sharing what we know and our expertise. Well, and that was something that you were saying yeah. off camera too, that the people that you love to follow are the ones that you feel like you're getting to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, there's the people I'm excited to follow. Like, and I, they're all, they're people that like things like there's a facialist I follow that does um, like amethyst healing facials and it sounds so weird but it's like I'm learning so much because she posts about every what she uses and things like that I never knew I was interested in that until I started following her so yeah. you never know yeah you really never know so in a dream world so let's actually yeah. change gears a little yeah, bit let's okay. talk about Co-create. I can't talk today. Sorry, I tongue tied all day. Um, All right, so co-collaborating content with a brand. Yeah. So there, we've both had experiences where it's been really successful, and we're really happy with the outcome. And we've both had experiences where it maybe wasn't as great as it could be. So I think in the interest of an audience and letting, you know, a lot of it is trial and error. And one of the advantages that you and I have is that we've had a lot of trial and error. Right. We've had a lot right. of time yeah. to do this. Yeah, yeah. So in a dream world, if you were co-creating content okay. with a brand, okay. how would that sort of play out? And what are the the pillars that are really important? I think so. I've, yeah, again, I've worked with a lot of brands on a lot of different projects, and they've yeah. all gone a lot of different kinds of ways. Uh-huh. Um, so I think what, surprisingly, is like, less is more. Yeah. And so, whoever's coming to the table with the idea, they should have a clear idea of what they want this collaboration to look like, yeah. um, why they wanted to work with you, and it should be like a general jumping off point, and let, and the, and it should really just be a conversation between the two entities. It doesn't, it, I think when you start to like, you, sometimes you think by like writing everything out, by putting together a plan, a proposal, by putting like two, two days into something, it's gonna help. But it's, but until you really talk with the person that you're working with, yeah. you want it to feel comfortable for both people. Again, both people need to get something out of it. Totally. Yeah. And I also, I love what you said about less is more. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes coming in with a skeleton of an idea, yeah. Like, this is the product that we're promoting. This is what this product's all about. These are the points that we absolutely need yeah. to drive home because this is what's new yeah. and awesome and yeah. cool and interesting about yeah. this product. And this is the time frame. And I think kind of giving the content some space to breathe and some space yeah. for it to come to life yeah. and for it to be interesting and of the moment mm-hmm. and feel authentic. Yeah. 
you have to give it a little leeway and you have to I trust agree. in it. Yeah. And you have to trust in the people that you bring into the team to That's, do their job. Yeah, and I think, that, yeah, it's like, what do they, what do they say? Like, hire good people and then get out of their way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I know, right? <laughs> definitely my catchphrase. Uh, but yeah, no, it's like, if you're not, you should already be choosing someone that you want to have a conversation with. Like, you right. should be choosing yeah. someone that you, like, that you actually want to collaborate with. Yeah. So it's, it shouldn't be all on, oh, like, you're, you're already famous. Let me, like, let me just put it all on you and you decide what we do. Yeah. Because then you're not going to get what you want. I think yeah. if you, if that's what you're thinking, you, your brand needs a little more clarity on what, on what they're asking for. Yeah. And what message they want to send to their audience. Like, it's, again, it's back yeah. to the audience always. Like, yeah. what are we giving them? Right. Yeah. And, like, why are they tuning in? Why are yeah. they watching? What yeah. are, like, what? Yeah. What are their takeaways, and like, why is this worth their time? Yeah. Um, no, I think that's really smart. Yeah. That's such a interesting, such it's a like, good way to go. About than it. we, it's simpler It's like a simpler thought process than we than we think it is. Uh-huh. But oh, like, yeah, totally. but the conversation is going to be the hard part, and the collaborating is what really. That's what we're really yeah. going to get into it. I always look at it from a place of the hardest, the most challenging part of it should be the logistics. Yep. Like organizing everyone's schedule yep. and getting everyone totally. to the right place at the right yeah. time and all. Like that is the hard the, the part. The the fun part. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And then the actual content creation in front of the camera yeah. is the fun part. Yeah. It's just the like pen to paper logistical yep. parts that that should be the challenging part yep. not the like trying to force and shape the content into this like, box. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you have worked with so many brands in so many yeah. different ways. What is some of the insight from working with brands that you can share with our audience? Maybe things that you've learned that help make content creation with a brand easier or more effective yeah. or more fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I've worked with it. It it's always depends on the, the client or the brand or whatever, because some of some of them have been such a joy to work with in terms of they just they'll sit down, they'll have that conversation, and they'll let you run with whatever yeah. idea it is. Yeah. Um, and then others have a really strong opinion on what on what it should be but with and the, the challenge with that is I you know when at the time I was doing I was on the media side is that if they have a really strong opinion of what what I'm what our messaging is yeah. it might be off brand for us so yeah. we have to like hold, withhold like, or hold the integrity of our brand yeah so it's like both people need to feel like their that integrity is intact right um so I think it, it, it's it's knowing it's reading the room and knowing who you're working with. Like, yeah. don't sign up to work with someone that you really think you're going to have to compromise too much. Maybe that's not the right fit for you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think if you do get stuck in a situation where you have to work with someone that you don't want to work with, make your like make your asking points really clear. Yeah. Uh, up front, I would. Yeah. You know, I think coming together, coming when you come together for that initial conversation. Your asks, your demands, your brand points should be really clear up front. Like, transparency is key. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think, you know, doing your homework yeah. is important. And not just, like, rolling in there and being like, we're just going to make it look cool. It's just going to yeah. feel good. Yeah. It's just going to be vibey. Like, no, I mean, no brand. Do, do your homework. Right. And, like, <laughs> no, I mean, I think my thought to that is, like, any brands that really cares about the messaging of their brand isn't going to say that. So, right. it's like, if that's what you're saying, maybe go back to the drawing board and think about what yeah. your what you're trying to say. Right. And like, you know, choose who you're working with thoughtfully. Yeah, absolutely. And think about like you, how, how that's going to help you yeah. over, over time. Yeah. You like, you have a responsibility to your audience to deliver information, like new information that yeah. they can use. And so yeah. like, 
it's a responsibility, so yeah. don't take it lightly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, is there anything else that we didn't talk about I that don't, you wanted to cover? I don't think so. I just, yeah, I think be authentic and let, and know what your branding is and, yeah. you know. Build your content yeah. from there. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, where can everyone follow along? Oh, you find I'm on Instagram at Jean, so I will see you all there. I love it. You guys follow Taylor. Yeah. She is the best. Thank you. Um, <laughs> all right. This was so fun. Thank you so much. Thanks and I, I feel me. like we learned a lot. I'm into yeah, it. Yeah, good. So I'm glad. Sharing information. Love it. All right. Well, guys, thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.